Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Strutting into the most anticipated wedding of the year. Ah, only to see seven other girls wearing your exact same outfit. Ah! You are special and one of a kind. And that's why whether it's voice, data or SMS, you get to enjoy personalized offers tailored to your specific needs with MTN Just For You. Dial star 141 hash or select your options on the My MTN app to redeem your unique Just For You package on Ghana's best mobile network. MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love, 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, we are on Fafa Radio in Joje, Flow FM in Aflao, Ganga FM in Jirapa. We are on Radio Y in Y and KTU Radio in Koforidia. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is proudly sponsored by Petrol Soul. Your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duroplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with the level indicator. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, Ghana misses timeline for the release of the second tranche of the $600 million IMF bailout due to slow progress on government's external debt restructuring program. It's been on hold with just a few days to the presentation of the 2024 budget. We explore the implications. An agreement with official creditors on the debt treatment uh, in line with program parameters 
investors would provide these, these needed financing assurances. Once our executive board review is completed, Ghana would have access to um, another $600 million. Meanwhile, the Association of Ghana Industries warns more companies may fold up unless government reviews most of its tax policies. When we live in a very competitive environment where imports just come in, our borders are, are not protected at all. Even some are smuggling goods in, they are not paying the right duties, and therefore they undermine the very capacity of local industries to produce and supply. Also this afternoon, power outages to persist as energy minister reviews inadequate gas available for production. We don't have enough gas for our generation as we speak. We don't have enough gas. Because we are so much dependent upon somebody providing you the gas and the gas wants you to pay, we are the beck and call of the West Africa gas pipeline. We have more as the minister touts his achievement despite the challenges. Also inadequate dialysis machines at the Comfort Mochi Teaching Hospital leaving kidney patients in grave danger. You find me calling the nurses and negotiating. Oh, I beg, ask for this patient. Try and manage some one-hour craft for the patient, you know, to be able to, because if we don't do it today, I cannot guarantee this patient will be alive tomorrow. So it, it, is, it is really difficult. And I think that is the situation which calls for, again, a national conversation. The Health Minister, Kwekwa Jimanmenu, currently briefed in Parliament. Articulate life there. We have sports. Ghana effort to consider sacking Black Stars coach Chris Hilton pending approval from government. And later in the bulletin, who fell the 300-year-old Konfanochikola tree? When we woke up today, we realized the tree has been felled. We believe the person used a machete to cut it down around 3 a.m. That's and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. Please do stay with us for details. Many thanks for choosing us. Well, the 2024 budget will be hinged heavily on the International Monetary Fund's release of the second tranche of $600 million to Ghana. But as the country's external creditors hold off on the approval of government's proposed debt restructuring, there's fear the release of the money will further delay. Government has proposed a 40% haircut on some $20 billion it intends to restructure. But the proposal has yet to be agreed by the creditors, thereby stalling the approval by the IMF board for the release of the second tranche. The fund's mission chief in Ghana, Stefan Rude, says the board's conditions must be met before the money will be released. What is really needed at this stage is uh, uh, what we call financing assurances. The nature of those financing assurances, you will remember at the time of the pro program approval, was a general uh, commitment. Uh, from uh, f from the official creditors to provide relief consistent with the program parameters. We are now at the first review and we need progress and so we're moving from a general commitment to a specific credit uh, commitment on the on the terms, uh, specific terms of the debt restructuring. And so what is needed at this stage is an agreement with between the government and the OCC on those uh, on those specific terms. For the external commercial creditors, uh, based on the IMF policies, uh, what is needed, it remains the same than what was needed at the time of the program approval and it's just making sure that there is progress in, in the sense that the government continues to make good faith efforts with those uh, uh, external commercial creditors. Well, that's uh, Stefan Rude. My colleague, uh, Kofi J from our data and research team, joins me in studio for more on this. Kofi, walk us through the IMF's timetable on Ghana's second release. Well, MFA, let's go to page 45 of the IMF program document uh, with this table titled Ghana, Access and Facing Under the IMF Arrangement 2023 
to 2026. So after meeting the conditions, we are supposed to get the second tranche by November 1st. Mm. And this amount is $600 million. Then when we are able to meet the other conditions, we get the third tranche May 1st, 2024. And the amount is $360 million. The next tranche will come on November 1st, a month to the election, 2024. Mm -hmm. And this amount is $360 million. Then we have another tranche. Uh, May 1st, 2025, another $360 uh, 60 million. October 31st, 2025, $360 million. And then we have the last one, April 16th, 2026, another amount of $360 million, bringing the total to $3 billion. So that is the scheduled timeline uh, for the IMF disbursement. But as we speak, we know that government has not been able to successfully reach actual restructuring uh, with the you know external creditors especially bilateral and commercial but our sources tell us that government is actually in meetings uh, with the creditors and we are hoping that uh, by tomorrow the mous will be signed well we're hoping that um once we've missed this november one will it have a cascading effect i'm sure these are issues that will be raising but what's the latest on the debt restructuring do we know well so what we know is that government is currently looking to get a debt relief of mm. 10.5 billion dollars and this is scattered across almost all our creditors so i.e the bilateral creditors involving the big guys paris club and china then we have the commercial creditors, which is the Eurobond guys, that we are trying to, you know, talk to them to request for a 30 to 40 percent, just like you said, haircuts from them. And then also the two or the total is actually supposed to give us that 10.5 billion. And we are hoping that we get this debt relief for us to be able to get the financing assurance to accommodate the IMF program. Thank you very much, Kofi. We'll be heading onto the phone line shortly and speak to Professor of Finance with the University of Ghana Business School, Fred Bopping. But first, let's hear from Finance Minister Ken Oferiata. He's aware of the danger ahead and is already scaling up talks with the external creditors and independent power producers to reach some agreement. We've executed a necessary but painful domestic debt exchange to support the execution of the IMF-backed PCPEC program. We received a claim bill of health from the first review of the IMF program on October 6. We concluded the review. The expectation is that the fund will go for a board meeting, maybe the third week of November, and hopefully with the OCC or the Paris Club bringing a memorandum of understanding, uh, we should be able to clear um, for the second um, disbursement. Well, that's the Finance Minister Ken Oferieta. Professor Bokping is on the phone. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Midday News. Briefly break it down to the ordinary person. How crucial the second release of this money is to the 2024 budget? Yeah, thank you very much, Mr. Good afternoon to our cherished listeners. Yeah, is that crucial? In fact, what makes it even more crucial is not the $600 million the IMF will give us. The additional relief in terms of the external creditors, external bilateral, external commercial, that will complement the inflows of the IMF is what is important. You can have a beautiful plan program, like the way the IMF has been doing for us. Translating that program into actual requires financing. So the IMF is helpless in translating the program into actual without the, the, the 
commitment from our external bilateral and external commercial. So if you look at the way the program is designed, in, in, in balance of payment financing terms, the gap is $15 billion. And the IMF with their name on the program is only able to provide $3 billion over three years. So what it means is that the resources that are required to implement the program that has IMF's name on it is beyond the IMF itself. And the IMF knows that if they don't tie the program review to uh, getting or procuring agreements from Ghana's external bilateral, especially, and once they get the agreement with external bilateral to the official creditor committee, because of the comparable debt treatment under the G20 common framework, that also rules in largely the external commercial. Okay. So that IMF knows that without uh, this agreement, the program can only achieve limited effectiveness because if they approve the program and then we get the 600 million, from now to January next year or February next year, the 600 million is not enough to close the dollar deficit gap mm. in the center. So the dispute will be issue. The, it, will, it will undermine confidence in our economy. Okay. The other critical thing to bear in mind is that government is not making the much needed progress with the syndicated economy. Okay, that also fuels uncertainty in the market. And, and, and one wonders what could be holding the external creditors from agreeing to government's proposal. You know, when the IMF, uh, when they made the uh, financing assurance a prior action, when that was obtained, the challenge that we highlighted was that the, the external bilateral needed to walk their talk and talk their work. So a lot depends on that. And remember that these are also countries Apart from the agreement they will reach at the official creditor committee level chaired by China, co-chaired by China and France, they have to also take it to their member individual countries and the rest of them. And it takes time. Even in the case of Ghana, I think we are moving at a slightly faster pace compared to Zambia and all of that. Okay, so mm. there are issues that have to be resolved. The G20 common framework itself is, is under review going through challenges. the first time we are using something like that mm. and therefore clear timelines administrative issues sequencing remains uh, uh, uncharted okay but, but, but prof, prof really just before i let you off very briefly though uh, we've missed the november one uh, timeline today is november nine are you hopeful we are able to get back on track yeah, my 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 assessment of the situation is that the imf is working towards a board approval by the end of this month, and I believe that um, the, the the official creditor committee, we are putting signals that China is coming on board and all of that. So I'm quite hopeful that by the end of this month, mm. we should be able to check that box. We are grateful. That's Professor of Finance with the University of Ghana Business School, Gottfried Bokping. Well, on the 15th of this month, the finance minister will present the budget, and already the Association of Ghana Industries say only a review of the current tax regime will save the manufacturing sector from collapsing. Seth Chuma is president of AGI. Uh, there have been imposition of additional taxes. We have the growth and sustainability level which has just been introduced. We've always complained about the, the straight levy where you, 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 you charge 15% on back, but and then you, you, you can only recover the 15%. Meanwhile, government, you are paying 21.9% to uh, government by way of VAT. So if we are unable to recover, then that becomes a levy on you. That additional 6% or so also adds to your cost of doing business. Compared to the general, uh, of course, some of the big uh, uh, trading companies pay 
a similar bad system. But a lot of them that are competing even at the SME level, they pay the flat rate. So that becomes a challenge. Sechi Makwabwai, CEO of the AGI, well, Deputy Trade and Industry Minister Stephen Amwa says government sympathizes with the impacts the state of the economy is having on Ghanaians, but says there's little that can be done. We'll take you um, to Parliament now and also uh, talk about issues about dialysis because we know as we speak, um, the, the Health Minister Kwekwajiman Meno currently briefing the House on a number of questions regarding health, but many kidney outpatients seeking dialysis treatment at the Konfanochi Teaching Hospital are compelled to wait in line for several hours due to inadequate dialysis machines at the hospital. The renal department of the hospital has in the past years operated with only two machines to serve the hundreds of outpatients and admitted cases. Speaking on Love FM, nephrologist at the hospital, Dr. Elliot Kranting Tano, said the situation is constricting delivery of medical care to outpatients with acute kidney problems. Even the people who are on admission, we have situations where you have more than two people needing, you know, uh, acutely, we call it dialysis, and they will not be able to. Sometimes you find me calling the nurses and negotiating, oh, I beg, as for this patient, try and manage some one hour craft for the patient, you know, to be able to, because if we don't do it today, I cannot guarantee this patient will be alive tomorrow. So it, it, is, it is really difficult, and I think that is the situation which calls for, again, a national conversation uh, for us to see how best we can get you know solutions to it. that scenario as a daily scenario Dr. Tano is prevailing on the government to offset taxes imposed on medical consumables for dialysis treatment of kidney related disease he's also recommending local production don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC of such medical consumables most of the consumables we use are not uh, produced in this country so they are imported and the moment you are imported they are imported you know, then the forex becomes a problem so we can think about it that if um, we are charging i mean let's say uh, 20 cds per session of dialysis last year when the cd was um, or when the dollar was uh, six cds um, then now that it's 12 cities, then automatically the price is double. Having to discuss the other big issue of the taxes that have been slapped on, you know, these healthcare products, which has been uh, topical uh, for some time now. So that also adds to the cost. So these are the two main things that drives the cost of dialysis. Having, and indeed, if these things are with, not within the domain of the teaching that's Dr. Elliot Kranting Tano, his nephrologist at the Konfuanochi Teaching Hospital to Parliament. Now, my colleague, uh, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Santi joins us on the line. So Kwekwa Jumanmenu, the health minister, finally is before uh, his colleagues in Parliament answering questions. What has it been so far? 
Yes, MFA. The minister just started presenting his statement on the dialysis issues. I want you to listen in briefly, then we can discuss. Sessions of dialysis for free. Currently, there are 230 patients on the free dialysis program. This is the ceiling on total number of beneficiaries specified by faith guidance. Companies has graciously committed to paying one million Ghana cities every quarter to enable patients who cannot afford life-saving maintenance modalysis to have two sessions of dialysis a week for free. Currently, there are 230 patients on the free dialysis program. This is the ceiling on total number of beneficiaries specified by First Sky Group of Companies. This constitutes over 80% of the patients receiving treatment at the RENA unit and accounts for over 80% of the RENA unit's revenue. Mr. Speaker, for the past two years, payment schedule, the payment schedule initially agreed on with First Sky Group of Companies has been fraught with delays. Due to these delays, the RDU continues to accrue exchange rate losses, which has made it difficult for, R for the RDU to service the monthly payments to the partner. So, Speaker, let me use this opportunity to thank once again the first sky group of companies for this massive philanthropic gesture, which has supported Kolebu and patients for the last six years. So, Speaker, in view of these challenges, Kolebu has accrued a total debt of a little over 4 million uh, Ghana cities to its partner. Furthermore, it remains a fact that the current charge of 380 cities for dialysis is insufficient to enable the RDU generate enough revenue to fulfill its full obligations under the contracts with FMC, especially as it does not have a hedged exchange rate per annum regime. This has compromised the ability of the RDU to raise the funds required to pay for consumer goods procured from FMC promptly. So speak again, due to the high incidence of patients requiring dialysis, the total cost of care keeps rising, adding to the accumulation of debt. So speaker, it must be noted that current patients, currently, patients on dialysis are not on the National Health Insurance Scheme. Mr. Speaker, the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, in consultation with the Minister of Health, has initiated discussions with FMC for review of the current contract for more flexible payment options and the more structured supply of consumables to avoid excessive delays and to ensure delivery of the outstanding 45 dialysis machines and auxiliary equipment to boost the service being rendered. Mr. Speaker, in the meantime, the RDU has been opened to the public since Monday, 6 November 2023, to add patients as directed by the Ministry. The MOH has since made a request to the Ministry of Finance to settle the total indebtedness of the 4 million Ghana cities. And the good news now is that the Minister for Finance has just approved the disbursement of this 4 million to support our patients in Kolebu. Way forward. To forestall the recurrence of this unfortunate situation, the Ministry, in collaboration with Kolebu and the Minister of Finance, is considering one of the following options. 
the possible inclusion of dialysis on the National Health Insurance Benefit Package, the grant of subsidies based on proposal received from Kolewu, and the possible review of the tariffs to ensure sustainability of the services. And Mr. Speaker, it's very interesting to note that the private health facilities charge between 800 and 1,300 Ghana cities for just a session of dialysis. The decision on the options enumerated above, Mr. Speaker, will be announced as soon as practical. So, Speaker, as part of our non-communicable diseases roadmap, the ministry and its agencies will continue to raise awareness for prevention and early detection to reduce renal disease and minimize the burden on the renal units in the health sector. When this is realized, the total cost of care and the need for dialysis will be brought to the barest minimum. Mr. Speaker, government has invested with the support of Parliament by approving facilities for us in the construction of a 100-bed ultramodern urology and nephrology center of excellence at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, which will be commissioned by the end of the first quarter next year, 2024. This is aimed at facilitating the provision of kidney transplantation services, among others. Mr. Speaker, this will further reduce the dialysis burden on the nation and the need for Ghanaians to travel abroad for these services. A local team has been trained to provide these services, I mean transplantation services, at reduced cost and have already undertaken the first few kidney transplantations successfully in-country by our Ghanaian doctors. Mr. Speaker, I believe this is the beginning of the government's vision of making Ghana a hub for medical tourism. Mr. Speaker, I believe there is hope ahead of all of us Ghanaians. I thank you. Yes, Honorable Member for Asawasi. Thank, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, let me also let me thank the Minister for coming to update the House on the sad incidents at uh, Kualibu, and also to thank him for the information that he has given. Uh, speaker, as we all know, statement from ministers such as this is not supposed to generate debate apart from comments in line with what the minister has made. The speaker, it is too unfortunate that government seeks to allow this to happen, to get to a stand where it became necessary for the outpatient department of this very important unit of the RD, RD, uh, RDU to be closed at the Speaker, the Minister has given us the information, especially with respect to the contract that the Palibu is having with the South African company, FMC. The Speaker, as members of the Health Committee, we demanded to see a copy of this contract. Mr. Speaker, it will interest you to know that for almost a month now, it is not forthcoming. Because, Mr. Speaker, I'm also happy the Minister himself is saying they are in the process of review. Because the problem of Kalibu starts from this contract. It starts from that contract. Because, Mr. Speaker, when you pick equipment, there are two models that are run. You either have one that is close. When we say close, it's like I supply you with the equipment. 
that I'm the only one that can give you the consumables. And then the one that is open. The open one is that I buy the machine and then I can go out in the open market and buy my consumables. So you, you configure the machine so that all consumables or any other consumable can be used, not necessarily the consumables that you produce. And the problem with Kalibu in this contract is that they are having this close agreement. Why? It is only this South African company that can provide the consumables. And Mr. Speaker, even though we've not yet seen the contract, the information we have is that the machine was given for free. So meaning that the consumables are priced above the open market. And Mr. why are we where we are? If you take, for example, the fees and charges that we gave, 380, yes, over the period, there may be some challenges, uh, what we call it, exchange rate difficulties. But Confanoche is operating with the same 380, and they've not closed the unit. Yes, I will agree. Confanoche has, I think, about 10 machines, but largely you go and you have between 2 to 8 that are working at a time. But Confanoche is operating with that. If you go to Brekum, where you have the Catholic Hospital, even though this house gave a fee of charges of 380, the speaker, they are charging 350. They are charging 350 and they are able to operate. Now, when you go to the private facilities in Kumasi, we have about four. The one that I remember very well is uh, what we call KNUSC Teaching Hospital, and then is it God is Love, another uh, private facility. The speaker, they are charging 500. Remember those who are charging for vendors who are private facilities, they pay their nurses, they pay their specialists, they buy their consumables, they do all that, and they charge 500 as private facilities. Now you come to Kalebu, where it is the state that is paying for the specialists, the state that is uh, uh, having the, uh, what do you call the infrastructure, and all the nurses and all of that, they are making us believe that the only way Kalebu units can operate is to charge up to about 900. Mr. Speaker, I'm happy the minister himself acknowledged that that contract with FMC needs to, they are, they are looking at it. That is where the problem of Kalobu starts. That's um, a member of the Health Committee in Parliament, Mutaka Mubarak, there, uh, responding to some of the comments made by the Health Minister, Kwekwajmanmenu. Amongst others, the 4 million um, CDs debt owed by Kolibu has been approved by the Finance Minister for payment. Also, um, there are moves to cover the renal disease under the NHI scheme. Uh, there are also moves to review the current FMC contracts with Kolibu, that private entity. They are also hoping um, to bring in subsidies and review of tariffs for um, submission amongst others. We'll be bringing you uh, details of that subsequently. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. We're right back. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source, clean fuel in full quantity.
prepare for an exhilarating experience at the main fair of the 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. Doors will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day to welcome you. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. Whether you're embarking on your home ownership journey or looking for upgrades, this fair is your destination for all things housing. Encounter a comprehensive assembly of stakeholders from Ghana's housing and construction sectors. Engage the experts across the spectrum of home creation and enhancement. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats. Rent to Own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough. Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, complete security solution. DBS, your roof experts. Virtual InfoSec Africa, security solutions by design. St. Gobain, making the world a better plan. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.